0: We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Gotta give us what we
1: need. Our freedom of freedom of We got to fight the be. Fight the power. Welcome to BCP Unfiltered. There are three very important things that we learned from the movie 2,000 Mules that may have been glossed over or not given, I think, the proper attention and analysis uh, that it deserves, and that's what I want to do in this episode. Now, I hope you've seen the movie. I hope you've supported Dinesh D'Souza uh, in this. I think it's money well spent. Either well, we lost our chance if you didn't see it in the theaters. I wasn't able to make it either. Uh, you can buy the video for twenty-five dollars. The 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 DVD. I think it's $30, $29.99 to uh, watch it on streaming. Or if, like myself, where you support him on Locals, if you are one of the supporters on Locals, uh, an annual supporter, then that uh, it, the movie comes included. And then if you're on Rumble and you have the same email address from Rumble and Locals because Locals and, and Rumble are now together, then you can watch it on Rumble. Now, I encourage you to see it. I encourage you, if you can, I know some of us, are really strapped, um, but if you, if you can, I think it's money well spent to support the work that Dinesh D'Souza is doing along with uh, True the Vote. But here are three things that kind of have to do with the mule that were revealed in the movie that I think a lot of people have missed, and I want to share those with you. The first one is why, if there's all these mules, if all these people were aware of the voter and election fraud... How come more people haven't stepped up? How come more people haven't exposed what's going on? Well, let's listen to one person um, out of Arizona. And she makes it very clear why people don't speak up.
2: I did have somebody come and knock on my door and ask for my ballot. And it was somebody I knew. And that I had known for many years since I was a child. And up to this day... Uh, that person does not talk to me because I said there was no way I was giving them my ballot.
3: What a brave woman to do this, totally.
2: I call it the Mexican Mafia, seriously, because uh, they, they work like that. It seems like we need to do a better job of maybe educating folks or, or helping people understand that this does not okay. I offered <laughs> a long time ago, uh, but again, they told me, oh, don't do it. Because you're going to end up in the trash can
3: in pieces. What do you think it's going to take to get this trafficking to stop? For people to get caught and to pay the price? Wow. Unbelievable.
1: Okay, we all know. I've been saying it. You've been thinking it. We've collectively known this, that the fraud is going to continue and continue and continue because no one gets caught. There are no consequences. We'll get to that in a second. But what she said, rings true, it's trafficking. The same people who traffic in drugs, who traffic in people, the same operation, the same kind of criminals that do this, traffic in the ballot harvesting and doing illegal things. They have a whole network set up. It's a criminal enterprise. And if you narc on that criminal enterprise, you will end up in pieces in a trash can. People haven't stepped forward because they don't want to die. They don't want to be killed by the mafiosos. So a lot of people are like, how come more people don't speak up? Maybe they have spoken up and we never heard from them again. You know that there's a lot of corrupt people in law enforcement, right? So you go and you narc, you go and spill the beans, you go and you're an informant or a whistleblower. And the same people in the government will turn you over to the same crooks. And next thing you know, you're a missing person, you're in pieces in a trash can or you're found floating in the Rio Grande, or whatever the case may be. The threat of violence is real. Okay, another thing that the movie revealed, which I thought was absolutely fan, uh, fabulous, is when the beginning of the movie and they talk about the, uh, the the geotagging to find these mules. By the way, if you haven't seen the movie, watch it. Let me just give you a little a little nugget, a little hook for you to see it. Two thousand mules is on the low end. That number 2,000 just sounds good for marketing, but the true number isn't 2,000. Watch the movie and it'll blow your mind. The vastness of this uh, trafficking, ballot harvesting, mewling conspiracy. Now, I thought it was really uh, interesting when they were talking about the geotagging of pinging people's cell phones to find, uh, you know, that's what they use to find these mules. They talk about this is how lo- what law enforcement does as well. This is what law enforcement, as discussed on this program, uh, did to find the January 6th protesters. But there's something, uh, a, a nugget that I didn't know that I learned from this movie. And it has to do how long and from when they were tracking these January 6th protesters. This was pretty uh, eye-opening for me. I honestly did not know this.
3: What, Greg,
2: is geo-tracking? So the idea is to collect these signals that are emitted from your phone. Your cell phone is delivering information to apps that are collecting that ping. So there are four key coordinates, the lat, long, the elevation, and the time. And with that data, we can then build a pattern of life around you. So that phone's here right now. Well, where's it going to be at 5 o'clock? And where's it going to be tonight? There's 300,000 or so apps that that gather that data, and then they sell it to brokers.
3: Isn't it also true that this geo-tracking has now become a vital tool for the military, for the intelligence agencies, and for law enforcement? Indeed. They're
2: using it almost every day. I'll say that there's no question amongst anyone that I know in the community that many, if not all, of the people that were involved in the situation at the Capitol on January 6th were being tracked previous to January 6th because they already knew what their pattern of life was. They already knew who to look at.
1: Now, we know, especially if you've been on this show over the last year, year and a half. Well, the show's only been around since March 1st of twenty. Now we know, especially if you've been on this show for a while, that this was an entrapment. There was lots of people, oath keepers and others, that the FBI had contacted before January 6th to be informants, but really they were trying to entrap them in this false flag of January 6th. So we know that they were tracking some of the people beforehand. But of all the mass arrests that happened right after... Those people were tracked from beforehand. Like a whole bunch of them. Let me play this next part and then it'll make more sense. Many of the people who stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th left digital footprints that law enforcement has used in making arrests.
3: You're saying they must have known about these people before because some of those guys were arrested one day, three days, five days after January 6th. And that's not enough time to do the geo-tracking analysis.
2: The very idea that you could go from the afternoon of January 6th to acquiring the data, tracking the data, unmask who actually owns that phone, which the government is required to do, and then get it to a grand jury, make an arrest in 72 hours? Impossible. It's, it's, not, it's not possible. They had to have been tracking the people in advance. But the fact of the matter is these techniques are used every single day by law enforcement, the intelligence community, the Department of Defense.
1: I did not realize that it would take that long, right? I would think that um, if this supposedly was a actual attack or an actual uh, siege or whatever, that the government would be able to ping the data, get that data and arrest these people. You know, I, I just never really thought about it but they, a lot of these arrests came immediately, too quickly for them to acquire all this data unless these people were already set up to be arrested beforehand. So what I've been saying for the last year and a half almost is true, this was a false flag attempt and they already had their patsies and, their, and, and these people. The people that are in jail right now, January 6th, many of them were already targeted to be in jail and to be labeled as insurrectionists and murderers before the event already happened. This is, to me, this is a, a revelation that confirms what we already know, but gives us information that really kind of is a proof or further evidence that they were trying to make this thing a mass casualty event and have a whole bunch of people already in jail for that. These people weren't Wednesday Tuesdays targeted because they were there. They were targeted way beforehand because they knew they were going to be there. Which means the government was spying on these people way in advance. Wow. And once again, this is not revelatory in that this is news to us like that these things happen. But this is just further proof, evidence of how big a conspiracy the government is against us. I'm the conspiracy theorist, right? I'm the tinfoil hat guy. If you didn't watch my live from uh, my midnight live on Tuesday morning, Monday night slash Tuesday morning, I I wore this little hat jokingly, you know, but folks, it is a conspiracy. We are being spied on and tracked on. It is not a theory. There is the evidence. All right. And the last thing I want to share with you that uh, I think is very important that some people may have missed because they were looking at the operation of these 2000 mules is how widespread this actually is and that this is not something that's uncommon the entire way that this election was stolen using these mules voter fraud is almost in
3: rare in the united states does it ever happen okay occasionally it does happen But it doesn't happen on a national scale. It doesn't affect the outcome. It would
1: affect the outcome.
3: I read these days constantly that election fraud, well, it could occur. But those cases are extremely rare. They're so episodic. They don't have the ability to tip an election. Is that true?
0: Fraud happens often enough that elections get overturned. I mean, just go back three years, to 2018, and a congressional race was overturned. I can cite to you another case in Mississippi. It was just overturned by a court because of fraud. Same thing in Florida. But look, that's just the tip of the iceberg.
3: Hans von Spakovsky is a former member of the Federal Election Commission, a senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation, and co-author of the book, Our Broken Elections.
0: I will say election fraud is bipartisan, but most of the cases I see are, unfortunately, the Democratic Party. Is this kind of a mule operation, something familiar to you? But unfortunately, this is so common in some parts of America, particularly the Hispanic community, that they have a special name there. There they call them politiceros. And these are individuals who are paid by campaigns or political parties to go into neighborhoods and collect absentee ballots to pressure and coerce voters.
1: Now, once again, these are things that we've known. These operations have been going on for a long time. Anyone who's studied or looked at political history, political science, you know, that's how, for instance, how Chicago was built. And other places were built uh, into Democrat strongholds eons ago, decades ago. The last century was from all these things. But the fact that they are so well-oiled machines that they are happening, this is common. Now, I'm not of the opinion, I wasn't of the opinion that it it, it, it happens once twosies. two. I knew it was uh, somewhat uh, common, just had no idea how widespread it actually is. And he confirmed what I've always thought, that both parties participate uh, in these acts of skullduggery. But it's the Democrats that really are guilty of it and have perfected the art. So anyway, those are three things you may have picked up on. And I'm sure people thought picked up on them. But most of the conclusion has been, you know, the mule operations, the video, and what have you. And, of course, I'm not going to spoil it for you because I want you to see the movie and support Dinesh Souza and True the Vote. But the actual electoral college win of Trump once these mules are taken into um into an account not even all the mules just the high bar mules is absolutely mind-boggling please check out the movie it's well worth your money okay we'll be back tomorrow with our regular programming
3: freedom of speech is freedom of death we, we got to fight the